Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Down the block. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're going to go through part two of the questions on our Facebook page, the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Listen, if you're not a part of that Facebook group, I advise you to jump in there on Facebook. We'll try and do this more often. We did part one the other day. We talked about Jack Whiten, talked about the New South Wales Blues outside backs, their wingers in particular, and a heap more there. A bit of super coach in that one as well. If you haven't listened to Beers and Break Even yet, guys, uh, our episode for the review of round five, preview of round six, dropped last night on YouTube. YouTube and on the podcast. Make sure you go and listen to that. A cracking episode myself and Timmy Williams. Uh, we've got the great uh, Andrew Mortimer joining us from the Canterbury Bulldogs as well. So a really good chat there from the Bulldogs and from Blue Wealth Property, more importantly. So plenty to get into there. But let's get into these questions. Our first one comes from the king of the dribblers, Bradley James Kohler. Uh, should squad sizes be increased with the new concussion protocols? I think they should be. I think the other thing that should be increased, and I was speaking to the great Lukey, uh, formerly from YKTR, now working the Paramount Eels. I was talking to him the other day. We had a really good chat. He, uh, I don't know if he heard this idea somewhere else or whatever it was, but he, or if it's his idea, I'm not sure, but he mentioned it to me and I absolutely love it. Having squads of your 13 starting players and then you have five reserves. You have five reserves on your bench and then you have an 18th man. But from those five reserves, you're only allowed to use four of them. Yeah, so you can pick five guys, but you're only allowed to use four of them in the game unless there's a HIA or whatever, and then you can use the fifth guy on your bench. You've still got your 18th man, 18th man if there is an absolute disaster. But I really like the idea of having a five-man bench and being able to you know run with four forwards, but then carry a halfback, a winger, a center, a guy with a little bit of X factor, and then you might not have to use them, but if the game gets late and you want to bring a bit of X factor and you've had no HIAs or anything, all of a sudden you 
you can save one interchange up your po- uh, up your sleeve and chuck a real wild card out there. Or you can carry an extra winger, center, halfback to be able to cover a heap of positions. And you can use your three forwards or whatever it might be. And if you get a HRA somewhere else, you can bring that player on. So I think that squad sizes should uh, broaden. But I also really like the idea of having a five-man bench, but you're only allowed to use four of them if all goes to plan. I really, really like that idea. Next one from Bradley. Is the 80-minute hooker in danger of being extinct? I think it is, but I do think it will come and go throughout time. I think there will be certain situations where you will still have two hookers. I think rugby league, we always go through these transitions in rugby league, and quite often what's old becomes new again. Um, I remember when I first started my page, I was banging on for ages about this ball playing lock, and everyone just said to me, what the fuck are you talking about? Jason Tamalolo is the best lock we've ever seen, the greatest ever, blah, 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 blah. It was always going to go back to how it was in the 90s with a ball playing middle forward that could be a real link man through the middle. And you saw that sort of eventuate. You were given a little bit of a heads up, let's be honest here, with the Canterbury Bulldogs and stuff in the mid-2010s. So what? quite often what's old becomes new. You're seeing strike centers really starting to come back into the game. Once again, you're starting to see roaming players, guys that are just given a bit of a license to do whatever they want. We've seen that in the past in rugby league before. So I do think that the 80-minute hooker, it is becoming less and less, uh, but I also think that there will still be examples of it throughout time with certain players who, you know, certain players, like I look at Jaden Braley, for example, I think he'll be an 80-minute hooker because he doesn't play origin. You don't have to wrap, wrap him in cotton wool, whereas a guy like Harry Grant, do I want to play him for 80 minutes every single week when I know, fuck, he's going to play a World Cup at the end of the year? He's going to go and play three State of Origin. He's going to play a final series every year. There's a lot that goes into it. I don't think the 80-minute hooker is dead or extinct, but I think you will see less of it, but there will still be examples of it. Fuck, Mary kill, Luke Brooks, Kyle Flanagan, Brody Croft. Uh, respectfully, mate, I've got a lot of time for those three halfbacks and three blokes. Uh, so I'm not going to answer that one because I just feel like it opens up for a bit of shit, to be honest with you. Uh, I know you're only kidding. I know you're a ditch. You're a champion broke bloke, Brad. Uh, but I'm not going to get stuck into those guys because uh, people take it the wrong way and everything. Uh, our next one comes from Kylie Stockley. Thank you, Kylie. Will Dolphins finally bring Albert Kelly into the team? I don't think they will, to be honest with you. I think they're going to run with Cody Nicarima, as they've named. Um, I mean, it's not a bad idea, realistically. I think that if they were to have one more injury in the halves... All of a sudden, it's looking pretty grim, isn't it? But I'm just—I'm not sure if Albert Kelly's the answer. Uh, I've seen a lot of people say, "Why don't they try and get a loan of, of like a Jonah Pizzetta, one of these guys?" And I'd say, "What if I was a team with a young halfback? I don't mind the idea. Give them, give them two—you know, two months, six games, eight games, whatever it might be under Wayne Bennett." I don't know if you can really get a negative result out of that. They can lead a team around. They can get a little bit more experience. I don't mind it. Like a Brandon Wakeham, if I'm the Tigers, I'm sure they'll make a, a, a different ridiculous decision. But a Jock Madden, a Jonah Pazette, these sort of guys, heap of guys around the league, a Braden Trindle, that if you were just to chuck them up to the Dolphins, let Wayne have them for six to eight weeks, see how they go. You know Wayne will take care of them. Uh, you might lose them in the future. But it gives an opportunity for them to get some real experience, get different sort of coaching. And then if your system's good enough, they'll come back to you without a doubt. So an interesting one there, but I don't, I'm not convinced Albert Kelly is the answer. I think Albert Kelly is a really good Band-Aid, but I don't think he's the answer. And I, I think the Dolphins will probably move in a different direction. Uh, Todd Greasley, if you could play in any NRL, in, in any current NRL team, who would it be and what position? Um, I think I would love to play in this Panther side. I think the confidence that they run out with every single week, and if I could pick a 
position. I think it'll probably be 5'8". I think I'd love to play alongside Nate Cleary. Obviously, fullback would be a really fun position in a number of teams. Um, I mean, playing outside your Suelis or your Joey Manus would be lethal for the Sydney Roosters. Um, but I do think that being a half partner with Nate Cleary, I think that would be something pretty special and pretty unique for a footy fan like myself. So I'd probably go the Penrith Panthers and I would probably go 5'8". Wouldn't mind being halfback to like a Cam Munster as well. I think that would be a pretty special experience. Um, and just playing anywhere in a Seagulls team, maybe like 5'8", alongside DCE and with Tommy Turbo out the back, um, that would be pretty cool to see if you were at the Manly Seagulls. So a few spots there. Really good question. Plenty to think about there. Uh, Dan Sutton, the joys of death riding Nico. I'm off the death riding Nico bandwagon. I am back on. I've got him in my side. Um, people think I was death riding Nico. I really wasn't. All, all I was doing was sharing with you guys the information that I had. I'm not sure if it wasn't accurate, but I got it wrong with him not coming back that week. I never said he wasn't going to come back. I was just suspicious whether he was. I had heard that he had redone the injury over the five or six weeks that he was out from when I first reported it. Uh, when I first said it at the time, a lot of people told me I was full of shit and made it up. All this stuff turned out to be true. My mail throughout that time was that he had retorn the calf during that period. Uh, whether he had or not, I can't confirm that, but that's what I'd been told from a pretty decent source, to be honest with you. So I was a little bit surprised to see him come back and look as good as he has because it is not hampering in any way, shape, or form. But I do want it to be known that I wasn't death riding Nico Hines like a lot of people think I was. I was doing nothing more than putting out the information that I had. And when it's wrong, you absolutely wear it. When it's right, six weeks earlier when I broke the story that he was going to be out for a period of time, everyone's on board, everyone's happy with that. But when you get it wrong, you're a death rider, you're a shit talker, all that sort of stuff. And that's nothing against you, Dan. I just wanted to sort of put that out there so you guys can get can get an understanding. Uh, I'm happy to wear all the negatives. I'm happy to wear all the licks and all that sort of stuff, and that's completely fair. But I want you guys to understand that it wasn't made up for one and two. It wasn't me death riding. It was just me sharing with you guys the information that I had. Same as I shared the information with you guys last week, the Liam Martin was going to be scratched and Zach Hosking was going to come into the side. I'd been saying for five or six weeks leading up to that that I think Zach Hosking was going to take that edge spot eventually because that was my mail that I was getting out of Penrith. So always honest with you guys. Not always going to get it right, but always going to be honest with you. Never going to make shit up. Never going to death ride people. Just going to tell you the information that I have. Uh, our next one is from Corey. He said, should the Panthers look at trying to bring back bring Wade Egan back? I don't think so, mate. I think they've got a really special talent in uh, Sonny Luke coming off their bench. I think Mitch Kenny serves a role, and in combination with Sonny Luke, I think they can be really successful. You've also got a number of young guys there that I really like. Young Riley Smith, he's playing a bit of 5'8 at the moment. The club just wants him to experiment a little bit in other positions and be able to cover a range of positions. It's really interesting. I was talking to Riley the other day, and he, he sort of he said something along the lines of they want him to get used to playing five eight, so he can understand hooker better, which I think is just mind blowing to think about the depth that this club goes to as far as the way they play, what they learn, how they understand how they understand their position better by playing positions outside of theirs, which is pretty scary. Luke Summerton, who's there as well, a classy little nine there. So I don't think the Panthers need to go out and get guys. Uh, I think Wade Egan has improved a lot. But if I was the Penrith Panthers, I'd be sticking with what I have because I think they've got a really nice little core of hookers there. Terence McGorty, where is Trent Peoples? Yeah, I'm not sure, mate. Trent Peoples, he obviously came in and made his debut last year, made a big splash as far as um, as far as like super coach and everything went. But yeah, we just haven't really. He hasn't really fired a shot since, has he? I'm just having a look at the South Sydney 
like reserve grade sides, nowhere to be seen there. I'm just going to type into Google and see what shoots up because, yeah, he sort of fell off a bit of a cliff. He, he, he came in and did well for South Sydney at first but then wasn't overly impressive after that. Um, he has still got a contract with South Sydney, to be fair. Um, I'm just not sure where his future lies. Yeah, he, he has got a contract with the Rabbitohs New South Wales Cup side. Um, but, yeah, I'm not quite sure where he is. You would have to assume that if he's not on the team list at the moment, he's probably injured. Uh, but, yeah, I'm not too sure, mate. He sort of has dropped off quite a bit, hasn't he? So, yeah, might have to do your own research there. I'm not quite sure what is happening with Trent Peoples. A very, very interesting one to look at there, and I'm not really sure what the answer is. Sorry, mate. Uh, our next one comes from Hayward. After the massive comeback to beat the Sharks, are the Warriors genuine contenders now? I, I, I don't think so. I don't think they're contenders to win a premiership personally. I know that people get upset with that, and I think there's a comment coming soon on that. Uh, I don't think they can win a comp this year. I think there's only four or five teams maybe that can win a comp this year, uh, but I, I want to see it. I want to see it for the New Zealand Warriors for 27 weeks straight. And, you know, the fantastic thing was last year, uh, we saw two teams out of the blue do that. We saw the Cronulla Sharks and we saw the North Queensland Cowboys. Neither won a premiership, neither won a grand final. It's fucking hard to do for 27 weeks. Add on the extra four weeks with a lot of guys without finals experience. It's very, very difficult. Um, you know, it, 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 when you say the word, are they contending? Are they contenders? Yes, every single team is contending for a premiership, 100%. But for me, my real contenders are the teams that I genuinely think can win a comp. I don't think the New Zealand Warriors are one of those sides. I'll be fucking stoked if they are. It's probably the best possible outcome. Yeah, you know what? It is the best possible outcome for season 2023, but I don't personally think they are. Happy to be proven wrong, but always going to be honest with you guys on my thoughts there. you got to remember, yes, it's a massive comeback. They conceded 30 points in that game still, yeah? The Sharkies ran through them like a training run early in the game. It was a fantastic bounce back. I understand that. But meanwhile, when the, when the New Zealand Warriors are conceding, you know, 30-odd points in about 50 minutes, you've got the Penrith Panthers who have conceded... 50 points in five weeks, in four weeks, sorry, because they had a bye. So you can see the difference there in those two sides and defense wins competitions. You're conceding 30 points. It's not enough. The Warriors can, and I think will improve off the back of that as well. But, geez, it's a long, long season, and I just don't think they are in that sort of category at the moment. Mitch Williams, if you are Wayne, do you give a call to Bellamy, Holbrook, etc. to see if you can sort of swap deal? Ah, oh, swap deal. Great, great shout, Mitch Williams. We spoke about this earlier. Won't go into too much depth, and this is probably where I got the idea from it, actually. But yeah, really good shout, a swap deal for Wayne to do. I think it'll be a good call. I think it'll be interesting to see who he could get. Um... A few Storm ones from a Storm fan. Have the Storm yet again tricked everyone and realistically the same old after the gritty performance versus Rabbitohs? Uh, yeah, look, I, I think the Melbourne Storm, they're still going to be relevant. I think they're a team that can win a comp this year, but they're probably at the very bottom of my contenders list. I definitely am nowhere near as confident on them as I am on uh, the Sydney Roosters. The Penrith Panthers. I know they beat them the other day, but the South Sydney Rabbitohs as well. Uh, but they have got a team that has got players in there that can win comps. There is no doubt about that. I just question their forward pack. I think South Sydney had it pretty tough coming off that John Sattler game. A lot of emotion in that. Still missing a couple of guys and whatnot. But the Melbourne Storm were, were missing more, 100%. Um, Billy is a head coach or should... 
Billy as best head coach or who should will take Bellamy's spot. I really do hope that it is Billy Slater that takes Bellamy's spot, mate. I think that'll be super exciting to see. As good as many has been, do you shift Munster and Hughes to the back in order to keep Pazette playing? Uh, no, I'd probably stick with them as they are at the moment. For Josh King appreciation, Josh King has killed it. I mentioned on Bloke in a Bar the other day, mate, and... I've got my best mate. He grew up in Newcastle, played Newcastle reps, Harold Matz, SG Ball, played under-20s for the Knights as well. He was in the exact same age as Josh King, I believe. Said Josh King didn't make Harold Matz, didn't make SG Ball, might have made like a 19 squad or something, but he was just a goer the entire time and he never gave up. And those are the stories that you love to hear. So shout-out to Josh King. Uh, Queensland Origin forward pack. I think it'll be pretty similar to last year, to be honest with you. They've got a stack of guys to pick from. I think your Hopgoods, your Highland Lukies, these sort of guys will come into calculations as well. But I think the Queensland pack, I think it'll be pretty similar to last year. The way that some of these Titans are going, Mo Fodawaka, um, Dave Fafita, I think they'll come into contention as well. They could force their way in. But I think it will be pretty similar to last year. The rise of the Warriors uh, and how you and Kempi wrote them off. So this is from Timmy Gore. Shout out to you, mate. A proud Warriors fan. Love it when you give stick like this. I said, hopefully they hold on for you, mate. Um, yeah, look, we doubted the Warriors 100%. Um, look, I come back to it once again. Amazing win the other night. I'm so happy for the Warriors. It's great. You still conceded 30 points. Yeah, there's still a lot to work on there. It was a great result. I understand that. Don't get me wrong. But there is still a lot to work on there, and you can't be happy with conceding 30 points. And you know what? I'm more than happy to sit here and completely ignore that if you want to pretend like it's all fantastic and it's hunky-dory and it's the best in the world. But if the Warriors fans want to be treated like they are contenders this year, that's what you've got to deal with. When you concede 30 points, it simply isn't good enough. Same as when Parramatta conceded 30 points a few years ago. It isn't good enough. Same as when... The Gold Coast Titans concede 34 points, yet win. Not good enough, yeah? So you need to sort your defense out, mate. That is my only worry. Uh, had a good one here from Tim. He said, can you dive into their travel schedule? Uh, only one game at Mount Smart so far this year. Constant back and forth to Oz, plus 700K. Their cap going to Lodge. Uh, the team this year is made up of Nathan Brown signings. I can't imagine a lot of other teams would be doing what the Warriors do. Second on the table, four from five. Even Sydney teams travel for an hour down the road. Four and away game, and the Broncos have away games at their own stadium. Completely agree, mate. There's no doubt whatsoever the New Zealand Warriors have it harder than everyone else there. When they have an away game, they have to get the passport out. They have to go overseas. It's an absolute nightmare. We all know how much travelling takes it out of you. And there's no doubt whatsoever the Warriors have it harder than everyone. I will say this. He pointed out they've had one game at Mount Smart in the first five weeks. Yes, sure, but you also had another game in New Zealand. You just chose to take it to Wellington. So I think that sort of decorates the argument a little bit unfairly. You've had two games in New Zealand in your first five. Um, and he, here's my, here was my point, point back to him. I said, yeah, all fair points. You have had two games in New Zealand, just took one to Wellington. It all evens out. You've got seven games in New Zealand from your first 13, as it should be. So all does sort of even out from their first 13 games. More than half of them are in New Zealand. Zealand. So um, I, I just, I just don't want, I don't want New Zealand fans to start looking for excuses and looking for credit for what they've done. We appreciate what you've done. It's been unreal so far, but you don't want to get into the credit business because that's when the Warriors fall into old habits. They expect pats on the back and they expect credit for what they're doing. You want to be a team that contends for a premiership, and that's how we want to judge you. And the same as what I said with Parramatta last year, people, you know, people asking, can they win the comp? I say, I, I don't think they can. Uh, and people ask me, can they win the comp? Because they're one of those teams at the top, and I treat them like one of those teams at the top. 
There was also 12 other teams I didn't think could win a comp last year, but people weren't constantly asking me, can they win a comp this year? Whereas with Parramatta, they were because they're in that conversation. They're right up there. I want to treat the Warriors like a real footy side, not a sympathy case anymore that we feel sorry for them. We treat them as they are, a fucking good footy side. They've shown that over the first five weeks, and I'm going to hold them to those standards because that's where we all want the New Zealand Warriors to be. So, mate, I'm cheering for it. I'm going, you guys see how much content I share from the New Zealand Warriors. I love everything the Warriors are doing at the moment, and I really do hope that they keep it up. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Players to target during major buy rounds and origin. That one comes from Dion Amosa. Uh, I think Dill Brown is one that I'll be targeting. Parramatta guys I really like. Clint Gutherson, he'll come into calculations for me at fullback. Obviously, they play all the big buy rounds. Very handy. Dylan Brown, probably a stack with Sean Lane. Ryan Madison. He's a guy that I'll be looking at very, very soon. I'm very big on Ryan Madison. I think it's pretty evident that Brad Arthur doesn't trust his bench. Uh, Maddo's had the first three weeks off. The other guys haven't. I think Maddo plays big, big minutes throughout the middle. Interesting to see Jermaine Hopgood. He's been benched this week. I'm not sure if he will be benched. I wouldn't be surprised if he still does start. We know that Brad Arthur likes to play silly buggers with his team. Jermaine Hopgood, I'll probably be keeping him during the origin period. I'm interested in a Dill Brown and Sean Lane stack, but I'm very, very keen on getting Ryan Madison into my team as well. So Parramatta, they're probably the team that I would be focusing on during the buy periods. I haven't had a look at every other team's draw, to be honest with you. Myself and Timmy will do that over the next couple of weeks. That'll be a really interesting chat. But I know that Parramatta, they play all those three major buy rounds. Guys, thank you for joining us once. Once again, please go and join the Rugby League Guru Podcast Listeners Facebook page. Go and type that in, Rugby League Guru Podcast Listeners. I'll accept your requests. I'll post this once a week, and we'll probably create two different Q&A podcasts, answering all of your questions, discussing all of your thoughts and whatnot. Really easy content, really enjoyable content for you guys. Get to hear your name, get to get involved. I get to respond to your stuff. Won't always agree with you. Sometimes I will, sometimes I won't. I'll always be honest with you guys, uh, and you can take it on board, take it, leave it, whatever suits you. I'm Completely fine either way. Really good content there, guys. Thanks for joining us once again on the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.